name is Lori. I'm grateful to be an adult child recovering in this program. Grateful to be a member of this beautiful fellowship and sisterhood. And welcome um, to all of you that are new and especially those that are just checking it out. Um, I'm just a fellow member. And if you don't um, resonate with what I have to share, please come back. So um, what I wanted to talk about today was the gift of choice. And so I back engineered, like reverse engineered that and looked in the book to find that that has a lot to do with working step 10. So I'm going to read a little bit about step 10 from the big red book. This is my beloved copy. I might need to get a new copy soon. Um, it's all doodled up, but uh, it's been highlighted a lot. So let me just start with the reading. It's on page 256 in chapter seven, talking about step 10. Real choice means that we give up control and trust our higher power to provide the love and help we need to live with flexibility. Real choice is a spiritual continuum beginning at denial and leading to self-honesty, humility, wisdom, and finally discernment. Step 10 is part of that continuum of spiritual discernment. When we inventory our motives and trust our higher power, answers seem to emerge. Solutions seem to appear. By practicing step 10 and all the AC steps, we intuitively learn how to address problems which once baffled us. Um, it goes on and there's a lot of really good material there. And if you need a guide, I love this book. Um, on page 257, the very next page is a personal inventory, step 10 guide. And you can just um, you know, look at those questions when you're feeling that sense of dis-ease in the body or are mentally anguishing over something or obsessing and see maybe if you relate to one of these. That's what I do anyway. Um, what I love about this program is that I have a very clear understanding that I have a choice today. So I'll give you just a little bit of background. Um, I came to my very first meeting in the fall of 2017. Um, codependently, I was bringing a sponsee in another program that I was a part of. <laughs> that sponsee never came back to another ACA meeting that I'm aware of but I stayed and I felt at home. And um, even though I'm very active in two other 12-step programs and have worked the steps in those programs and I'm sponsored in those programs, this is my um, main program today. This is where I need the most work and where I'm the newest. And this is what um, I dedicate a lot of my time and service to. So when I'm asked to share about my recovery here, um, I almost always say yes. So thank you for asking me to participate in my own recovery. That's one of the tools is being of service. And that's um, what I'm doing here. So I came into the program um, knowing that I qualified. I'd heard about this program and I had known um, that it was waiting for me. I absolutely needed it for much longer than the time I've been here, the four, four years and change that I've been here. My family was um, chaotic. There was addiction, there was violence, there was abuse and neglect. Um, I was at an early age deemed the highest functioning member of my family, even among the adults. And so often I was in charge of caring for my sister who's 13 months younger than I am. Unfortunately, I didn't know that she wasn't my responsibility until really finding this program. Um, so. That has been um, a big part of my journey is learning to let her have her own life and and her children have their own life. And that's where um, a lot of pain and grief has happened in this program for me. 
I see that my parents, um, my parents acted out of reaction their state. And when I did the steps in the yellow workbook, I found that I had been living in such a reactionary state my entire life. I didn't know there was another way to be. Um, for example, if I felt a feeling, I almost always um, had a, I guess, a violent reaction to that feeling. Stuffing it down could be violent. I could be denying it. I would be, um, I would not be kind to that feeling. I would be judging that feeling. I'd be afraid that other people were judging my actions and my feelings. And so I lived constantly with a focus on the outside world for safety, as many of us as I did for many, many years. Um, so a lot of the beginning of my, my program, um, working in this program was sitting in meetings and having feelings. I went to big book studies where we read the book and I found that to be really comforting to be able to read this, this book out loud with other people and have my feelings in a space with other people I felt a part of maybe for the first time ever, even though I've been in other 12 step programs and, and related, um, this is where my inner child really started to feel seen and heard. And um, eventually about a year into the program, I did get a sponsor and, um, and she, she and I worked the steps together. <sighs> I don't wanna go too fast and miss anything that I feel um, or that my higher power wants me to share. <laughs> um, you know, I, I checked in with my sponsor in, in my other program and one of my other programs about working the steps and she encouraged me to first work, you know, and finish my steps in the other program. So I didn't start my step work immediately, but going to meetings, reading the literature, speaking with others, sharing in meetings, taking service commitments was the beginning of my road. So if that's you, if you're here and you're not sure, that's okay too. That was my story. But eventually I did have enough um, courage and um, I was clean enough in my other programs that I was able to start the steps. And when I started to do the family inventory and I started to do the four step, mainly in seeing stories that were told to me that I unknowingly regurgitated and lived out in my own marriage and my own family with, with my own children, I got to see that I couldn't have turned out any other way. And I started to move towards that step uh, nine of um, amends to myself, of forgiving myself for not knowing any different for just repeating the models and repeating the patterns. But I love this about this program is it tells us that patterns can change and I'm responsible for that. If I see them, I'm, I'm able to now have the ability to inventory my motives and see if I'm acting from a place that is small and scared. Maybe there's a little one inside that needs tending to, or more recently, I found that there was an angry teenager that just needed me to listen didn't want to have a dialogue with me necessarily, wanted to have a monologue. And I had to have the courage to hear what she had to say. And she had some really rotten things to say to me, about me, about um, my husband, about my course in life, my career. But she needed to be heard in a way that she hadn't ever been before. And that wouldn't have happened before ACA. I learned those tools and those skills from the literature and from you guys sharing your stories. So thank you. Um, why I wanted to talk about choice, um, because it's so, for me, aligned with freedom. When I have the power of a choice, how I want to approach a situation, well, first of all, even believing that I have a choice, it's a gift of recovery. I really 
I really walked through life believing that I didn't have a choice. I had to show up for my parents when they weren't capable. I had to make a meal for my sister out of nothing in the cupboard. I had to take on her kids when she lost them to DCSF because of her neglect and her psychosis. And I didn't think I ever had a choice about how I was supposed to show up um, with my family. Today, I have a choice. I absolutely know and believe that. And I have a choice in turning to my higher power. Um, and I include my higher power in my decisions that I make today when I'm forced to make a decision about something on the spot. Um, I'll say, higher power, give me a sign. Show me, guide me, teach me. I, I mean that and I say that prayer from a really willing place to hear the answer and to be shown. My higher power for me speaks to me through nature and through my intuition. So I don't need to have a white lightning bolt experience. I can reach for the tomato juice or I can reach for the clam juice and I can feel what my body wants in that moment, like nutritionally, but also how I, how I spend my time and spend my days. I, um, I'm trusting my intuition. That is the God given gift for all of us, I believe. But for me, it was squeezed out of me by the chaos that I had to live with. I had to quiet that, that, um, intuition. So I'm reengaging with my intuition today. And it tells me that I have a choice about an awful lot. Um, I've gone through a lot of the grief work prior to getting to, um, to this place in my recovery, I had to let my sister go. There were often times in the last couple of years that I didn't know if she was alive or dead. And I stopped calling the hospitals in the morgues. And I trusted the police officer that said, if she's in the morgue, you're gonna find out. We'll find you, don't worry. You know, We'll find you, don't worry about not knowing that she's gonna be some unnamed Jane Doe. Um, thank you, TD. Um, I have, I have a beautiful network of friends in this program and we speak the same language of non-judgment and validating each other's feelings because it's true for them. And that's been really, really important for me too. In many ways, I see that the stuff that I was handed generally, generationally wasn't even my, like I can't even blame my parents because I look at my parents' parents and what they were up against. And I look at my parents' parents' parents and what little I know about them, what they were up against. And so some of the sadness and the grief and the harms that I carry with me are from so many generations ago that I could never even, I can't put the, the pin in the donkey, you know, I can't place it. And that question isn't even very interesting to me anymore. What is interesting is that for some reason, my soul chose to find this recovery work and the healing that I do, I believe impacts the generations that came before and the generations that will come after. I had a really terrible loss in 2020. It was a tragic um, death of my son who was 18 at the time. It was unexpected, but I did not abandon myself. I did not abandon my steps. I was in the step work at the time and I hadn't completed my steps. I also didn't abandon my grief from my childhood. I incorporated it and I folded it in. Today I have a choice about how I choose to live my life and I wanna live it with ACA recovery, with the, with the continued recovery of the childhood trauma that I experienced, but also that my parents experienced as when they were children. And so when I'm grieving my son, I'm also bringing in 
the fact that my father lost a child, even though my father has passed, even though my mom lost her mom at a very young age. I bring my mom's inner child into those meditations and into that space. I bring all the grief that I'm aware of into those spaces. And that maybe the healing that I'm doing is not just selfishly for me, but maybe it's for all of us. You know, my whole family tree, that's all dotted with alcoholism, addiction, mental illness, suicide, all of that, you know? So I'm not going anywhere. I haven't been scared away by the scary things that have come up. I believe that I'm still a beginner in this program even after four years. So thank God for that, like that I'm still teachable and I still ask for help. I'm interested in investigating my motives even more. Like when I am in fear and I see myself acting out in a self-harming way, where is that coming from and who needs to be tended to? And how can my loving parents step up? And so I'm, I'm just a beginner, like, um, like many of you might identify and so happy to be here that I got to, that I got to survive myself long enough to stick around to be here. And I truly get so much out of meetings and I'm grateful to all of you that do service and have continued to do service to keep these meetings available during the pandemic. It has been a life saver for me. And I mean that truly without Zoom, without meetings. I don't know how I could have survived the last 19 months, 20 months. Um, and it's because of the people that do service. So please um, continue to be of service in any way you can because it helps all of us. Thank you.